how do you live each day with this kind of spoiler passion? Don't you find it exhausting? This is the Flix X-Raid podcast, starting in five, four. Welcome to Flix X Raid. I'm your host, the ill-educated thief Tony, and tonight I am joined by my co-host, the spoiled, selfish cow Katie. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm joined with the ugly, crying princess Natasha. Hi, <laughs> Doris. What's up? Good to be here. <laughs> also, uh, there's a bee in your dress. Oh no! Bee in your dress. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> And we're, tonight, we're going to be talking about Ever After, A Cinderella Story, Yay. which apparently is the full title. Is it It really? is. I yeah, it is, actually. I no idea that that yep. was the thing. Yeah. Um, also, apparently, some places online uh, don't put a space between Ever and After. Like, I noticed that. Some places do, some places don't, so it's like the title's kind of really wobbly, so Googling is... it is a little hard sometimes. Huh. Interesting. This, this movie has... Eight titles, I'm guessing. What? Like, every country maybe has its own. That's my guess. Ah. Probably, especially if it's got such a generic title. All right. Yeah. Um, so before we uh, we get into that, let's take a moment to get to know our guests. And the question of the night is, what is your favorite grim fairy tale? I knew it! So, Sarah, since you knew it, why don't we start with you? Oh... <laughs> My brain just like immediately dumped all information out of my head. I know. I just did the window shutdown noise in my brain. I'm like, this is gonna be. This is the question, but I don't have an answer for it. Um, four oh four, not found. Hansel and Gretel? <laughs> question one, mark. Yes. Actually, I I enjoy like the actual like. Are we talking like the dark? versions of the grim fairy tales whichever version you like i just wonder of their tales which one's your favorite hensel gretel probably all right because that's the only one i can think of right now <laughs> i mean obviously cinderella is one because we did just it is true true after so that's another one i'm just there's one in my brain and i just need to make sure that it's actually a grim's fairy tale and that i'm not thinking of something else so just all right. Why didn't you tell me this question before? No. I would have thought about it. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I always do my homework. She's currently Googling. Sure, I'm, I'm literally just reading a list of like all their fairy tales because I'm like, what? Oh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, that is a good one. So good. Like, I don't know. There's just something really cute about it, even though it is obviously terrifying to be tricked by a fae creature called Rumpelstiltskin. So, like, he was obviously a fairy. and um, Or a fae creature that you don't want to make a deal with or say their name or anything like that. So, uh, but yeah. I liked how also uh, Once Upon a Time kind of, like, spun it, too. Like, obviously, Rumpelstiltskin is a character who's through all of the fairy tales. But it's like having um, Rose McGowan, is that what her name is? Play, um... 
Regina's mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like her mother or whatever. And, like, marry the king or the prince just for his like wealth and stuff like that so she wouldn't have to be a peasant anymore so it was kind of like a like a fun play on that traditional story too so i never okay. watched that and then rumble like i really like in the rumble stiltskin story it's like it hasn't really changed that much from like the original concept of itself too like it's just elaborated on yeah like they kind of just elaborate on a little bit more but it's still like terrifying like that this woman like needs to find out its name or she loses her baby like that is still from like the original too right Mm -hmm. so katie what about yourself yeah there's quite a bit in that one i well i was also gonna say rumpelstiltskin but then um it got taken sorry you can still be your favorite favorite. two people can have the same it is my favorite but um what i thought of first because like if we go aside of grim i have a favorite fairy tale, which is a Celtic fairy tale. Um, I love those. The Noble Hearted Kate. And is it because your name's that in it? Noble Hearted Kate is it? Uh, well, that's why I liked it as a kid, but now I like it because it's a story about a badass woman who her sister gets turned into a goat, like half goat, like just her head gets turned into a goat. So she goes off to try and cure her sister. Um, because her mom actually cursed her, her stepsister because her stepsister was prettier than she was. She's like not having any of it. I know this one. Try and, uh, cure her. And then they find a kingdom that has lost their prince and they can't cure the sister until the prince is found. So then she goes off to try and find the prince, finds out that he's like living as the, uh, the king of the fairies as the, they had taken him as a child. And so then she has to like. She starts falling in love with him, but she has to rescue him. And so she has to hold him all night as he turns into these horrible, terrifying creatures until, and she's brave enough to hold on to him so that then her sister is cured and she gets to marry the prince and become the queen of this kingdom. And she just does it all herself. Like there's no rescuing her. I she's love just it. Saving person after person. It's awesome. I mean, my favorite. Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast, not gonna lie, the original. And um that's usually falsely attributed to being a Grimm's fairy tale, but it's not, or else mm-hmm. that would have been my answer. That mm. is fair. Mine's uh Cinderella. Cinderella! <laughs> Cinderella, Cinderella. So okay, the reason I said it that way, so there's a story. Tony's mom loves to tell me stories about when Tony was a kid, and she has such a knack for good storytelling that I feel like I was there, even though obviously we didn't meet until like high school. So one of the stories she tells is that, you know, she was a stay-at-home mom, um, in Grand Prairie or whatever, and Tony's favorite movie, you know, like toddlers and kids always have like that one movie they're gonna watch over and over and over again for a generation it was frozen for tony it was Relly. that's what he would say like she'd be like what do you want to watch today and uh and he'd say Relly. cute <laughs> i get called cinderella at work why? Because oh, I you lose your shoes. The, the sewing no, 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 no. It's like whenever like therapists are working on patients and they're like, "I need this," and then like somebody else will be like, "I need this." They'll be like, "Cinderella, Cinderella." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, it's time for synopsis and starring. So Katie, why don't you give us your best dramatic reading of the synopsis? Oh, do you want it dramatic? I can go dramatic. Bring it, girl. Danielle, a beautiful young woman, is treated as a servant by her stepmother and stepsisters. One day, she crosses paths with 
Prince Henry, heir to the kingdom, who falls in love with her. This da, movie. Da, da. <laughs> this movie is directed by Andy Tennant and is starring Drew Barrymore as Danielle, Angelica Houston as Rodmilla, Drugery Scott as Prince Henry, Megan Dodds as Marguerite, Mar- Marguerite, 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 <laughs> Melanie Linsky as Jacqueline, Timothy West as King Francis, and Judy Parfait as Queen Marie. Do I hear a train? I was just That's about crazy. to ask the same okay, thing. Okay, I was like, am I going crazy? Am I having a strong like <laughs> a strong? <laughs> James ba- Bane's nuns having his drunk called the Bondulance. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I live next to a train track. It's, Everything it's is fine. noise here. It's noisier than when there was the circus. Anyway. I was just about to say, at least it's not a circus. <laughs> okay, Katie, you need to, like, volunteer at the library and read to children because you have a very great, like, narrator voice that I think that, like, Aww. there's certain things that, like, would just work. Like, you know, when you read to kids, there's just, like, that voice that you just have to give, like, 110% into and you have to get really loud and then really quiet. And I just feel like you'd be really good at that. Aw, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And with that really wholesome compliment, it's time to play a game. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. It's a game. (laughs) Oh. It's a game. game. Specifically tailored. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah, let's have some fun, girls. Gentlemen, start your enjoyment. This is the most fun I've had without loop ladies. <laughs> One day I'm having a blast. Just need to find like the background music and just put all of our voice clips in for the bloopers. Oh my gosh, that should be what you do for the bloopers. <laughs> that should be like the intro into the episode. It's literally the like let's play a game song with all of us doing it instead of game of drums bum, 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 bum. <laughs> which Sorry. that's jumanji leading into 2001 all of those are different clips from different movies so i know oh no i know all right so we're gonna be playing a game of release year for romantic <gasps> i hate this i hate this game so much me too romantic okay 30 Time? years ago is the 1970s. Bullshit, it's 1990s. <laughs> right? You saw that meme too? Yeah. 30 years ago was yep, 1991. Well. Fuck! Fuck you. I should know because I turned 32 shortly. Shut up. I'm the oldest person in this room. You are. But like. Only physically, not spiritually or emotionally. Mentally? That's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay, but you're my silver fox. Wow. Mm. I'm kidding! Uh-oh. I love you! I keep finding gray hair. It's okay, I've been finding gray hair since <laughs> I was 18, okay? So, like, go for it. There's one There's one that loves to, like, pop up in my eyebrows, and it just pops up, like, overnight. Oh and I'm like, God. what the fuck? And so I literally pluck out this one gray eyebrow hair that just comes out of nowhere. Okay, well, I'm having an early existential midlife, not midlife crisis right now. <laughs> Oh, right this second? <laughs> what? Right this second? Or just well, just in general. In general. <laughs> like, how much guilt do we have to take for this? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, nobody has to take any guilt for this. This is on me. Okay, so here we go. We're in bling. Release year for 
Uh, Tash is grabbing stuffed animals off shelves, so that's what broke my train of thought. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> Romantic movie. Romantic. Romantic. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, so the way this works is me and Katie are going to give you guys three years. You guys have to guess which of the three years is the year the movie came out in. Uh, to start off I'm for so zero points, we're going to start off with the movie that we the all just watched. Chance. Yeah, you have a 33% chance. Oh, I don't like those odds. <laughs> never tell me the odds. Oh, sorry. The odds are never in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Number one for zero points, or I guess not number one, number zero for zero, <laughs> zero. points. Ever After. Did it come out in 1998, 1999, or 2000? Sarah. Uh, $1, Bob. <laughs> 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 Natasha? I actually don't know, so I'm actually genuinely going to take a stab at it. I think it's 1999. Unfortunately, zero points across the board. Damn it. Yay! It. Oh. All right. This now for points. Go. Okay. <laughs> now for points. Number one. Ready? It is the notebook. Okay, I literally oh, thought you God. were like, waiting to see how long like Tony was gonna wait for us, like for the like make you shiver at Antissa. <laughs> Like, you know, like, like, I was waiting for, like, the title, and I'm like, yes, All right. yes. The, the notebook. notebook. Okay. What are the... Was oh. it... 2004, 2005, or 2006? Natasha. I'm gonna say 2005. I'm... I think it came out the year I graduated high school. I'm gonna say 2004. Somebody got a point. We got a point for Sarah. <gasps> it's me! <laughs> Remember that time you did that and then it wasn't me? <laughs> it was Darcy <laughs> and whoever else was on there. They were like, somebody got a point. I was like, it's me, because I had the only other like different answer. Yeah. And then they were like, no, it's not you. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> I've been duped! <laughs> Alright, number two. Titanic. 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 Jesus Christ. Did it come out in 1997, 1998, or 1999? Sarah. 1998. Somebody got a point. It's going to be Sarah. It's not. It's Natasha. Yay! <laughs> Tied. Tied. Yay! Hey-oh. Hey-oh. Number three. All right. The next one is Dirty Dancing. Oh, fuck, fine. Oh. Out. In 1986, 1987, or 1988? I've never even seen this. Uh, sorry, can you repeat the years again? My head was just 86, spinning. 87, or 88. That is correct. Uh, 88. We're going to go with 88. Yeah, I'm also going to go with 88. Wow, that's interesting. There are no, no points. points. I should have gone with 86. I was going to go with 87, the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you both pick one. You're like, oh, that's because someone would have got a point. Well, when you think about it, you're like, is it this year? Am I confusing it with this year? Or Did that it year? come out the year? Is that movie as old as I am? It's Eighty-seven. Okay, okay. not okay. quite. So, zero points. Still tied up though. Hooray! Hooray! Number we four. Got points on the board. Yeah. My big fat 
Greek wedding. I love this What movie. do you mean? He don't eat no meat. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a glam. Did it come out in... We're gonna kill ya! <laughs> Did it come out in 2001, 2002, or 2003? Sarah. Mm, 2001. We got 2001. I'm gonna say 2003. And in 2003. And guess what, guys? Nobody. We're still tied. Nobody got a point! It came out in 2002! <laughs> I love that movie, but I have no concept of time. I just, I feel like my Big Fat Greek Wedding is has been in, like, the matrix of my being since I was born. <laughs> Do you want to hear a funny story about when my cousin met Joey Fatone? Absolutely, I do. Okay, so yes. they were at that, like, the cowboy's tent at, during Stampede, and he was here for something. And for those of you at home who doesn't know what Stampede is, it's basically, like, a giant week of, like, drinking in cowboy hats here in oh Calgary. Oh, God, it's terrible. And it makes a lot of money for the city, so we keep doing it. And, uh... Yeah, so they went, like, they were in the upper level, I think. I don't know. And uh, he was, Joey Fatone was standing at the bar, and they were like, oh, my God, is that Joey Fatone? And so finally they go, like, they yell at him, and they're like, hey, Joey! And he looks, and he's like, we're gonna kill ya! And he just started laughing. (laughs) And then he hung out with Joey Fatone and got drunk with him, like, all night, and they FaceTimed with his wife. (laughs) I'm so jealous. I was so jealous, too. I was like, that is amazing. amazing. All right. Where are we? Number five. Number five. Sorry. Uh, It's okay. Had a moment. It's okay because my big factory wedding is kind of like a a, a spiritual thing for me because my family's a lot like that. And so when I watched this movie, I was like, I'm so sorry, Tony. That's okay. If you want to hear more about it, we did an episode. I on love it. the Windex. Did we do the Big Fat Greek Wedding? Oh my you God. were on it! I shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, okay? It's been so long, I don't know what I've been on! Alright, number five. Movies. Alright. I just, I mean in the world. I mean in the world. I didn't mean like we gotta get through. But oh, we right. do have 11. Okay, yeah, we're on number five. Number five is Sleepless in Seattle. Fuck if I know. Did it come out? In 1991, 1992, or 1993? Uh, 1991. 1993. It's the year my sister was born. Somebody <gasps> got a point. It's no longer tied. It came out in 1993. Woo! It's pl- it's me. I hate this one so. Like, I hate the year guessing. I one. hate this one so much too. Like, stop doing it. No. I hate it. Uh. <laughs> You can sleep it on the couch then there, buddy. Oh, <laughs> with, the dog. with the crowd. <laughs> All right, number six. I'll have what she's having. When, when Harry, Harry met, met Sally. Sally. <laughs> Did it come out in 1988, 1989, or 1990, Sarah? 1989. Natasha? 88. Somebody got a point. It's not me. Sarah. Uh, yeah. 89. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Next up. This I was three. In in Alberta. Oh, number Mountain. Oh God. Sorry, what was this? Broke Mountain. Oh, Broke Mountain. Mountain. Okay, okay, I got it. To- Tony said seven out. at the exact same time that you said the movie, and so all I could think of was like Monica being like seven, seven. <laughs> Two thousand and five. Okay. Two thousand and six or two thousand and seven. 
2005? I'm going to say five. Tash I'm also going to say 2005. Well, that's very interesting. Because is it, is it wrong? Yeah. Because no. it's right. <laughs> Yay! You both get a point. Hooray! <laughs> we both, I'm like, I know it came out very shortly after I graduated high school. All right. Number eight. Say anything. Did it come out in 1989, 1990, or 1991, Sarah? I'm going to go with 89. 89? I'm going to go with 90. 90 for Tried Natasha. True. John Cusack. Somebody got a point. It's not me. You're right, it's not you. It's Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's even up. like, I, nope. A I just, young I'm John Cusack. Out. I love it. <laughs> I'm just going to throw out years at this point. I'm just going to be like, 76. All right. All right. Well, here's your chance. All right. So I'm going to specify this is the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Romeo and <gasps> Juliet. Did it come out in 1995, 1996, or 1997? Natasha. She's looking very seriously. She's doing little T-Rex arms. <laughs> Which means she's thinking. <laughs> and she's screeching like a pterodactyl. Um... <laughs> My thing, sound effects. Uh, here's a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What were the options again? 95, 96, 97? I'm glad you're here because like, I would not correct. Is that a, correct? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 96. 96 from Natasha. I'm also going to say 96 because that was the year I moved to Saskatchewan. And I want to say I watched this in Saskatchewan. Interesting. <laughs> Katie? Yeah. Do we have points? That is correct! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> they high five. <laughs> poorly, I'm gonna Very add Very poorly. I got really bad uh, hand-eye coordination right now. Well, yeah, like, the mic stand is, like, directly in my line of vision. <laughs> Alright, number ten, one of my favorite movies, the first movie I ever owned on DVD, The Princess Bride. <gasps> Did it come out in 1986, 1987, or 1988, Sarah? This movie came out in 1986. I'm going to follow her like and say 86. Interesting. No points. Damn it! I was like, I was so sure of myself. so excited. I was oh, like, I'm right. like, this movie is as old as I am, but it's not. It's 87. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Foiled again by my own shoddy merchandise. <laughs> All right. The final one. Number 11. I'm just here for a good time. <gasps> it's a musical. It's a musical. Mulan Rouge. <gasps> I have no idea what year oh. that came out. It came into my existence, like the realm of my existence in high school. Like, that's it. 2000, 2001, or 2002? 2002. I'm also going to say 2002. Bold move. Bold strategy. Bold strategy, Cotton? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Is it because correct, it though? Work. Oh, damn it! 2001. Damn it! <laughs> I have no idea. Like it's, it didn't Foiled really by my own shoddy merchandise. My existence until like 2003 when I became friends with um, uh, like Kevin, reacquainted with Kevin, and then met you, and then you guys were so obsessed with the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. Yeah, no, it's a good soundtrack. Absolutely. It's baller. But it was like it's the first so time. Good. I good. Like, I lived under a fucking rock, okay? Because so, can, can, can. Can, 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 so can, 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 can. Oh, so good. All right, so Sarah, 
you won the first game, uh, which means you get to start us off with two words to describe Ever After, and you cannot use the words in the title. I'm assuming there was the reason this rule exists is because someone broke it. Yes. Many nostalgia. Many nostalgia. Very nostalgia. Very nostalgia or many nostalgia? Many. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Are you a wombat? No, that's Katie. Oh, isn't Katie a wombat? Katie is a cheetah. Cheetah! Cheetah! Katie or cheetah, by the way. Natasha, two words. Um, I would have to say the prince and charming. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I will say charming because it is quite charming. Um, and then I will say, um, I don't know, Drew Barrymore and Stan. I, I, that's all one word because it's a hashtag. What? <laughs> hashtag Barrymore Drew Barrymore Stan. Stan. A super fan or a stalker fan is technically the original meaning, but... Super fan. All right, Katie, what are your two words? Hopefully no hashtags. That's going to have to be a rule going forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Adorably romantic. Yes. I have a theory as to why this is so well-loved, but I will wait for that. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Grim Tale. Boo. Boo. It's not even grim. No, but it's a grim tale. Brothers Grimm. Uh, yeah, loosely. <laughs> you are so proud of this. I don't. This is as grim's fairy tale as like the original Disney version is of a grim fairy tale. Hey, don't you bash my rally. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about it being bad. I'm just saying it's not a grim's fairy tale. All right. So you have a theory about why this is so well loved. So. Okay, all right, fine. fine. <clears throat> Don't fucking trash me if you got something to say. <laughs> okay, the reason that I think a lot of girls really like this is because Drew Barrymore is this cute, charming character who's obviously, like, been an orphan, and we all know, like, everybody's backstory is a tragic orphan of some sort or another. Where I'm going with this is that when she meets Prince Harry, or Prince Henry, I was going to call him Prince Harry, like, <laughs> Prince Harry's in the room, uh, what? Where? <laughs> when he, she meets Prince Henry, she's like right up front, brash, like argues with him, doesn't kiss his ass. Like, you know, she gives her opinion so freely and he falls in love with her for it. She doesn't have to pretend to be anyone else. She doesn't have to be. Though she does pretend uh, to I was be someone else. She doesn't have to pretend to be okay, anyone else. But like pers- while pretending to be someone personality else. Wise. Personality okay. wise. Yes, so, correct. Okay, so the theory of and I'm going to really fucking dig my own hole in this. The reason enemies to lovers is such a popular trope is because girls who are insecure love enemies to lovers because it means that somebody sees the worst parts of ourselves and they still fall in love with us. I'm sorry. Please send a town car if you're going to come for me like that. Come on. Psychology hack. No, I'm kidding. It's not a hack. It's just childhood trauma. Um, not a joke, just hey, a fact. she has childhood trauma, too. She does! Okay, so basically, at the end of the day, Drew Barrymore's character, Danielle, she speaks her mind very freely, she climbs trees, she she does things all on her own, and she's like, and she's unabashedly herself, despite having a fake name. You know, as she continues to court him, she could have pretended to be a regular courtier, like a 
courtesan. I guess you can call it that. Um, and, I guess. And, and, and like she could have pretended to be a noble lady who's like prim and proper, whatever. But no, she gives her opinion freely. She tells him what's what. She calls him on his bullshit every time. And it's like, and he still fell in love with her. You know, and it's interesting that you point that out because there's one of the early scenes when we first meet, uh, well, not first meet, kind of, when we first meet the stepsisters as adults. Um, where they're having that conversation in the, uh, like the parlor room about what it is to be a ladylike. And, you know, it's interesting because she's pointing out all these things that her daughters do. Mm. And it's interesting that like, he falls in love with, uh, Danielle's character because she doesn't do any of it. Yeah. Because she challenges him and he's not, he, he was a little intimidated by it, but then he grew. Like, he grew to, like, respect it. And that's, a lot of the time, like, that's what women want. I'm sorry. The bar for men is on the ground. You it's show so it. low. It's a tavern in Hades. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Basically, at the end of the day, men simply just have to, like, pay attention, accept the fact that we're a little psycho all the time, and we will be like, he's so good to us. Like, I found myself a real prince charming. What does that look for? I don't know. <laughs> Sarah just, like, shot me a side glance. I just got side-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally. God. I'm sorry for my gender. Bar. <laughs> I know how low the bar is set for guys. Fine, right? I'll just shut up then. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to shut up. I'm just saying, like... Ow! I felt like attacked there for a second. I wasn't. <laughs> I promise. Okay, fine. I believe you. I'm no. not responsible for what my face does. Okay? <laughs> <sighs> but at the end of the day, I think that's why a quotable moment is this one. But I think that's you, you ladies are quotable. Yay! <laughs> Super moon powers. Anyways, um. So, but anyways, like, that's just, like, my theory behind it. Because most of the women I've talked to about this movie, they don't care about how historically inaccurate it is. They don't care about, I like, care about how okay, historically fine. inaccurate but it is. Talk about so. ever, but, but when we talk about Ever After the movie, we're like, oh, we have I haven't seen this in so long. And we just have that, like, cute, like, oh, my God. Like, we coo over it. Fair. You literally did. Yeah, it to I me did. I did. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but it's like it's not because. <laughs> I mean, how many times when I was like, "Girl, you dodged a bullet." Yeah. Girl, don't be. If he's getting mad at you for being a peasant, then girl, you dodged a bullet there. Like, go off. You don't need no man's girl. But then at the end, I was like, okay, this is like d- men. This is a teachable moment. <laughs> it's why. It's, it's why. Uh, Mr. Darcy is like the ultimate enemies to lover trope. In fact, I actually genuinely believe that the trope of enemies to lover originated with Mr. Darcy. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice, hands down, because enemies to lovers, and I'll get that. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that we love about Mr. Darcy isn't because he's rich or arrogant or anything. It's that it's that Elizabeth gave him feedback and was like, "You're a pompous asshole," and he was like, "Oh shit, I really am, aren't I?" And then he changes. And he tries and he learns. He doesn't expect her to teach him. He learns to try and put himself out there and to, like, right a wrong that was done, even though it was unintentionally on his part. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he he was trying to save face and not tell the world about how Mr. Wickham, like, almost, like, kidnapped his kid sister or or eloped with her, I guess. It's more accurate, but kidnapping. And when she was 16 years old because she was a literal child. Anyways, so 
Like, but he changes, and he he his mistake of not exposing Mister Wickham, he turns around and pays like this ultimate price by paying off Mister Wickham's debts, so that he'll marry Elizabeth's sister and save her from like disgrace. Yeah, and you know, there's a, a very similar moment in this as well. After she calls out uh, Prince Henry uh, about you know, oh, you freed the one that I brought to your attention, but you didn't glance, give a second glance to any of the others. Yeah, and then she finds out through her stepsisters that he actually had gone back and released them all and put in a decree to make it so that like you know they weren't just slaves anymore. Yeah, and, and, but that's I do love that, and I love that she challenges him to grow and everything like that. And I think that's part of the charm of Prince Henry. Is what I'm. You mean Prince Charming? Prince Charming. Anyways, um, see, I like yeah. that. I. The growth, character growth, rather than, like, the actual love story. Yeah. So, with with that, there's actually a moment that I wanted to point out where he doesn't grow that I wanted to get everybody's opinions <gasps> Do on. Do it. Yes. Let's, let's discuss. Because where he does not grow is letting her talk. So... She, when he, when he gets really excited about something and what he's doing and he's wanting to share his growth and share who he's become, he uh, gets overly excited. He keeps talking and he cuts her off and cuts her off and cuts her off. And the first time that happens is when she meets him in the ruins. Mm-hmm. When and she's trying to essentially break gets, up with him. Exactly. And then he gets an exact like, oh my god, she was trying to say goodbye to me and I just rambled on and rambled on. But then the instant she shows up again, he does it again. Yeah. To the point that he leaves leads her into the middle of the room. And then humiliates her. The first thing she said is, we cannot do anything until you and I talk. And he doesn't let her talk again. And I think that's an interesting point of him not growing and yes it can be you know come down to his you know like look he's he's sharing like he's just so excited and he's sharing where he's come from but he cuts her off like six times right and and i i 100 agree with you absolutely um i and i'm going to further your point a little bit in saying that um at least he 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 recognized it in himself even though he hasn't changed it. And he did he did apologize and he tried to make it right. So there's that. And also I'm not gonna call a certain someone out in this room. But <laughs> uh, but definitely I know someone who's exactly like that and cannot be reasoned with until they come to their own conclusion and realize the fault in their own plans. That's me. She's just talking about me. And um I love him. Because it's not much. about me. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> And I love them very, very much. <laughs> I'm still not saying names. No, it's it's one of those, like, quirks that you kind of just, like, you learn as the relationship. Like, we had to learn how to, like, where to put the pause button so that we could have that moment. But in this story, they've only been together for, like, weeks. And yeah. even then, I wouldn't count with what they did being together. Right. Like, yeah. it's the, the beginning of the meet part, right? Like... There's no time in that that relationship to learn each other and to grow together. They're yeah. literally just meeting each other. See, now that you like brought that up, Katie, um, mm-hmm. I feel that to my very core as someone who has been talked over in many relationships and situations. And like I've even had my uncle say it. He's like, I've, I've noticed it. Like when you get spoken over, you just shut down. Mm. 
And so I'm like, mm, I feel that to my core. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Okay. She's, she's very relatable in those moments. Super actually, relatable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. When you're watching her change her, like, what she was going to say in those moments, it's like, I feel oh, that. No. I feel that so <laughs> hard. But I think the difference is, yeah. though, is that Tony and I have found a way to make that kind of dynamic work. Whereas, because we have like the pause button and we know when things are serious and you have to talk about things now versus you do you go do your own thing and call me when you realize how much you fucked up. Love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think there's like very different. And I, and I think that's a, a very, very good point. I actually think I didn't, I don't know why I never realized that before, I guess. I get, maybe yeah, I'm just so yeah. used to being tasked. Yeah, I'm I was so kind used of to saying, it's like, let her talk, let her talk. Yeah. Oh my God, if you just paused and let her talk right now, this whole problem would be averted. Of course, that would not build plot, so you can't I let her do that. 99% of plot could be solved if people just fucking had a communication of conversation. Well, it's not right. just, it's not just a conversation, because I think one of the big things that he doesn't know how to do until he meets her is he doesn't know how to listen. No, because he's always gotten whatever he yeah. wants. Yeah, he's never had to listen to anyone. And you can see it kind of predominant in his relationship with his parents as well. He doesn't really listen to them. They try to tell him stuff and he's like, whatever. I know best. But it's not until she meets him and challenges his thoughts that he realizes he's a shitty ass fucking listener. And he doesn't know what the fuck he's like doing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I do feel like there's there's hope in this relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like, oh, he's a bad person because he's like this. Because he's actually very much working on it for the entire plot yeah like, that's that's his storyline mm-hmm. he's growing and learning who he should be and who he should become so it's like oh as we keep going they'll get there although he does have the audacity to tell leonardo da vinci that he doesn't uh, know life and it's you like don't know this man life. is like fucking four times your senior and he's like born as basically a fucking peasant like and he, he's a made man if anybody knows about what it's like like it's this man he's experienced both sides of things he's been he's been in the presence where people revere him as famous and above them he's also been with people who think he's trash based on his birthright mm-hmm. like the audacity of this bitch <laughs> I do believe that she did use the word entitled with him. It's mm-hmm. very true. So It's very appropriate. It's man. very apt. Lord, grant me the competence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> <laughs> if only we all have that. Jesus. Right. God. There's another quote for you, Katie. <laughs> yeah, another one. See, listen, I'm just like pocketing these for later. <laughs> you are granted to use them in any situation you feel fits. All right, yes. I think it's time for us to play game number two. The price is wrong, bitch. Show me the money. Show me the money! Now you've had enough. Yay. Mostly because we ran so long in the first game because we kept doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, it's the price fine. is wrong, bitch. <laughs> it's time for us to play. The price is right. Uh, so the way this game works is I'm going to give you a category and you guys have to guess what the numeric value of said category is. Price is right rules. Closest without going over gets a point. If you get a bang on, it's worth double points. And if you guys are both over, we start. We continue on the same category. But we flip who goes first. Uh, now, Sarah won the first game, so she's going to start us off. And the first category that we have is the budget. 
What do you think the budget for this movie is in millions, not thousands? I'm going to go with the baseline and go 11 million. 11 million. Nice. The budget? The budget. Uh, 15 million. 15. Katie, do we have points? How does this work again if they're Closest, but not going over. Okay, so we do have points. Yay. Yes. But you're off by a lot. Oh, Jesus. But you still get the points. It's close. So it was 26 million. So Natasha gets the point. Very nice. Even though I only, like, just made past half. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never know. Sometimes these movies come out and it's like, oh, it must be a hundred million dollar budget. They're like, yeah, it was like 500,000. And you're like, what the fuck? How? How did you do this? <laughs> that was like me. I you watched Train friends. to Busan over the weekend. I'm like, what's the budget of this movie? And I was like, what the shit? <laughs> really? Was it low or high? It was real low. Okay. That makes sense. Really low. I don't know. For what I expected. I was like, oh shit. But, like, I expect the bang on Queen over here to, like... <laughs> I haven't points. gotten double points in, like, a million years. All right, next category. Tasha's starting us off. Okay. What do you think this made in domestic box office? Domestic box office. So this is everywhere in Canada and the U.S. I'm going to say $88 million. $88? Millions, not thousands? <laughs> Millions, not thousands. Okay. You always throw me off when you never say <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to go with 42 Two. I'm gonna lowball it. Forty-two. Interesting. Ooh, so we got points. It's sixty-five million seven hundred and five thousand seven hundred and seventy-one dollars. 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 Fucks. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Making it rain. So Sarah gets the point, which means we're tied up <gasps> for category number three. Foreign. Foreign box office. So, uh, Sarah. Starting soft. Millions, not thousands. Millions, not thousands. <laughs> she knows my tricks. <laughs> I've been co-host too many times. Uh, I'm gonna say it didn't do as well for him, so I'm gonna go with 25. 25. Sorry, what was it? Domestic. For 65. 65. And you said what? Sorry? 25. 25. I'm gonna go with 40. Four zero. Yeah. Katie, points? We have points once again. It goes to Sarah because it's $32,299,895. Damn it. I'm only off by $8 million. <laughs> Price is right rules. I know. I'm off by 7 so. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, opening weekend domestic. So it's total domestic run with 65.7 mil. How much of that was opening weekend, Natasha? 32. 32. I'm going to say 12. 12. Katie, do we have points? We don't have points. <gasps> Are we both over? You're both over. It's less than 12. Less than 12. Ooh. Sarah starting. What the fuck? Uh, I'm going to go with 7.4. 7.4. Natasha. I'm going to say five. Five. Katie, points? We have points. Okay, I was going to say, if, we, if there's no points. Eight million five hundred oh. twenty-six thousand nine hundred four dollars. <laughs> it was so close. We were very close. Its opening weekend was only 1,767 theaters, ah. which is uh, actually about half of a standard opening. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes okay. sense. That so, makes like, sense. a standard uh, wide release open is about 3,000. So, just so you guys know. Uh, and so, it's about half of that. Okay. So, it was a small, it wasn't a super small release, but it was, like, not it a It was a mediocre release. Yeah, it actually didn't get a full widespread release until its third week. Okay. Yeah. It's fun looking at these stats sometimes. I'm like, I don't know why, but apparently, I, I think the studio wasn't sure how well it was going to do. Fair enough. Um, and so the fact that at a half run, it still pulled in eight, they were like, okay, we'll run this. We'll run this a little farther. All right. Next category. Natasha's starting us off. The Tottenham Tomatoes ratings. 62%. We're starting with Critic. Natasha says 62. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I don't want to say they love this movie, but I don't want to say they hated this movie. So I'm going to go with like a 73. 73. Katie, do we have points? We do have points because they loved this movie. 91%. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, critics love this. Okay. I never know, okay? Sometimes they love drivel, and then sometimes they hate really good shit. And I just never know what's going to happen. Right? All right. So critics give this a 91. Fuck off. Audience. Sarah. 86. 86. Natasha. 75. 75. Katie points? We have points. It's 84%. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Damn it. So Natasha gets the point with her 75. Plus, I got a point somewhere. Final category. Oh, crap. IMDb. IMDb. That's great. So this is uh, technically still a percentage. Yes. If you get this bang on, you tie it up. You're starting. Fuck off. Uh, what, sorry, what was Totten Romato's user? Audience is 84. 78. 78. Damn it, that was going to be my answer. Um, I know it's always a little bit lower than Totten Romatoes. I'm going to go with, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> I'm going to go with 80. 80. 80 points. 8.0. No points. <gasps> it's less. Okay. 68. 68. I was going to say 69. Nice. Nice. I'm going to say 62. 62. Katie? Oh, you almost said 69, but it's 70. (laughs) (laughs) How many times has that happened where we've guessed, like, on either side of the actual fucking... Darcy and I are really good at that. Sarah? Nice. It's yep. okay, she smoked me. Yep, she uh, she won that. She keeps the princess crown. Biggest disadvantage for the last game. Hey, uh, Tasha gets to pick your category. Okay. I made some interesting categories this time. Okay, but like at the same time, I always Birds? ask what she wants. Birds? Birds? <laughs> I always ask what she wants, and most of the time I oblige. I That's did true. have a last minute change, though. Uh, I know you did. And I'm tempted to take it just because, like, I want to, but at the same time, like... Sarah will smoke me if I don't do well. That's fair. So uh, let's talk about... Your faith in me is very reassuring because <laughs> I don't have any faith in myself right now. So thank you for that vote of confidence. You can do anything. Yeah, you're amazing. You're a superhero. And you've got like those Amazonian long legs that come up to like here. And like, I'm just here for that. <laughs> so, 
I was I was trying to put my my running capris on today and I was like making sound effects and one of my work moms was in the bathroom with me and she was kind of laughing because she could hear me just going like (laughs) then I come out and she's like are you having issues I'm like my thighs and my butt are too powerful for these pants (laughs) and she's like I like that Okay, but you got a cute booty, okay? Uh, it's like, been work. I'm working on it. I, I realized when we were at work the other day, I could have <laughs> been slapped with, like, a sexual harassment because I was like, damn, I hate when you walk away, but I love to watch you. <laughs> In front of Kimmy. Yeah, he's like a GM from another province. He's, like, overseeing our reopening. <laughs> that was funny. And I was like, damn it! <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about Angelica did you, Houston. Did you oh, say I love her. No, she didn't say okay. anything to me. Okay? Yes. Like, let's please talk about Angelica Houston. Sorry. Okay, Back on track. Marticia Adams. She's great. Me. Okay, forever and always. She will always be Marticia Adams in my mind. Yep. Um, she will always be the witches. Oh, the main, the head witch in the witches yes. for me. Uh, oh my gosh, that movie because scared me. Because I kid. loved that movie, but it terrified oh, me as a child. Her uh, in the villain role in this. She's so good. And she's just so cutting. Like she is devastating. Who could love I, a pebble in my shoe? I loved her subtlety too in her redeemable moments. Right. Like. Like the the moment that struck me the most is when the mo- the the dad dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says I love you twice to Daniela and that's what inspires everything that comes next. Yeah. And she just played that so well and you could see that like it had spiraled out of control in her mind from this like moment that she decided that it meant something that it probably didn't mean but it might have meant a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just she was, she had layers there, and with without, I like the script. I don't even know if the script really gave her the layers. I think she just put them there. Oh, she but, definitely brought it to the role. Mm-hmm. But it is like it is just like the slightest tilt of her eyebrow, and you're like, oh shit! Right? I was gonna say like it's not only her like subtle cuttingness with her words, like it's her facial, it's her her, whole, her, her physical, body, yeah. yeah, like the physicality of her, like them cheekbones, that jawline, that eyebrow, like ooh. You yeah. even see it like um, when she's sitting with the queen. And she has the dawning realization of who, uh, who Danielle is, yeah. right? Yeah. And like you can yeah. see, the second she does it, it's like her posture changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like in that moment she has a plan. Yeah, and you can see it. You she can just embodied that character. She's mm-hmm. so good. She's and so I even great. Made a comment too about how like um, so at the end when they're walking into court or whatever, and. Uh, the way she moved, like you can only see her feet because she's lifted the skirt. Because the glide, otherwise yeah. she looks like she's gliding, which is very much a very noble woman training thing that would have been highly um, appropriate for that time period too. Yeah, I love it. You like, know, it's just the details. She's it's, just so fantastic. Mwah! I and, love her. And you know, I love how this movie is. But if you really think about the performances, her performance level out is like outclasses everyone else mm-hmm. in the movie. I agree. Yeah. Like, without her in that role, I couldn't see anyone else in that role. No, Because, like, not. she just nails it. Mm-hmm. She she makes an otherwise kind of ridiculous character... Believable. Real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you're... 
because the other the other two stepsisters even like even the nice one the other two stepsisters watching them you're like I don't really believe you. Yeah, one's a brat and one's kind of like this bad and that you're this like oppressed and but what she plays is just true all the way through. I, I'm scared of her. Like, yeah. like she is legitimately a villain I'd be scared of. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Because she could make my life hell. So I normally bring this up during my ratings, but I feel like this is an interesting one. This movie passes the Bechdel test. It sure not? does. It sure yeah. does. It really does. Like with flying colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even when I was doing like the top cast, I realized like there's only a couple male characters. Yeah. And even then, like the prince is the lead, but the rest of the male characters are side ones. Even Da Vinci. Yeah. He's ridiculous, but he's... I think he's the fool. I, I think the from fool of a took. Yes. Thank you. I love that. Um, like the fool in a very Shakespearean thing. Like he basically spouts wisdom. He shows up out of nowhere. He, um, there's, what the hell was, it was called, um, what was the lead, the female in um, Othello? What Desdemona? Was, des, it was, oh, Desdemona? So there's, there's a Canadian playwright who wrote something called Good Night Desdemona. And I had to read it for a class. And basically the whole premise of it is that there is this grad student who believes that the fool, without the fool, like all of these disasters could be avoided. Because in the comedies, the fools are very vocal. And in the tragedies, they don't really like interfere as much. Or maybe the fool as a character is missing because um, normally the fool takes on the role of explaining um, the exposition and making jokes in an otherwise tragic or serious thing or pokes fun at every character involved for being super melodramatic. Like there's always like this fool character. So this whole play that she's written is basically this grad student gets sucked into the world of Shakespeare and she is the fool, quote unquote. And so she tries to stop like Othello from killing Desdemona and himself and everybody else involved. And 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 there was another one too. Um, there's like three Shakespeare plays that she would go in and try. But for whatever reason, it still ended in tragedy, regardless of her involvement as the fool. Um, oh, okay. So it's actually a really good play. I would recommend if anybody is interested in that kind of yeah. play. I definitely would recommend it. It's called Goodnight Desdemona. Um, but like, I think Da Vinci is the fool because he kind of has that like comedy whimsy. whimsy feel to him like he's like yes i will go down in history as a man who opened a door like, <laughs> like he's, and then he shows up and he's just like stop being a petulant child to prince henry like he is um like he he's the one who speaks wisdom and but then also it's funny he walks on tiny boats on the water like like he's the fool i think he's the fool i agree i would agree with that assessment yeah, that definitely plays into my understanding of the fool as well. Uh, and he kind of plays more like the King Lear fool is kind of the one that famously was more involved in a tragedy than um, other fools have been in the past. Yeah. And I'm just trying still, to remember. It still ends the same way. But. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember if King Lear was one of the ones that she did. She did one of. I can't remember. For sure she did Othello with Desdemona because it's in the title and that's why I remember it. But it was kind of cool though because then the female characters from like all three Shakespeare plays like followed the fool into like the third act and everything. So it was kind of like fun to like watch. I think she did Romeo and Juliet, Othello, 
And then one of those, I can't remember. But anyways, whatever. That was like two years ago. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I'm surprised I remembered that much. I did not prepare that at all. That just popped in your head and you're like, oh, oh, oh. Well, I, I thought I, I said it in our opening bit. I was like, I think he's the fool. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea where I was going to go with that statement. <laughs> so <laughs> I just make shit up off the top of my head. Love it. <laughs> I'm full of character plot story devices. But no, it, it's a good point because he is foolish. It's why I think the the part that makes me the really mad is when he's calling out the prince, and the prince like lashes out at him and be like, "You don't understand anything about life." A petulant child. And it's like, no fool. The fool knows more, and that's why he's so joyous in life. He's realized that what tragedy can be, and it's better to enjoy the moment. You know, and calls it as he sees and it. And calls it as he sees it. I actually really like the moment when he's with the friend, the apprentice friend. Mm. Uh, and he's like, oh, let's go see your paintings. You want to do that now? And he's like, well, I'm old. I don't know how many more nows I'll have, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's it's such a good moment, but it just kind of goes to show the zest for life that the character has. Um, and even the way he talks about love when he's talking to the prince, it's like you can tell he's experienced loss and has chosen to help make it help elevate his current yeah. outlook. Yeah. I like that. I do love that he disappears from his ball. <laughs> He's like, bye. That was fantastic. Yeah. They're like, this ball for Da Vinci, who is... Not here. Gone missing. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? Like, that... Like, people are just like... like I On just, brand. I feel... Exactly. It is definitely on point for this character, for sure. Oh, yeah. Can we talk you about the historical in- inaccuracies? Well, Rick, yeah, because I don't actually like know any of the historical inaccuracies. Well, for one, body glitter. It's <laughs> 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 never a good idea when the body glitter comes out. Okay. <laughs> Bad choices in body glitter. Makeup. He's ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, to be fair, glitter like like micro colored flakes have existed. For yes. like a very, very, very long time. I agree. But I but... don't think that kind of body glitter existed at that point. Yeah, that's right. If it did, it probably had like mercury or something in it. So it'd be like... Super toxic. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> You've got cancer. <laughs> cancer? <laughs> that won't be a problem till after the heavily, happily ever after. <laughs> right. All our hair falls out. <laughs> was it mercury. Lead? What, what lead. Was it, was it lead? Yeah, lead-based makeup. Yeah. 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 For Queen Elizabeth the first? I think so. So, one of the historical inaccuracies is... One of many. One of many. One of many. Uh, you, the book Utopia that Danielle loves, and they quote a lot in the movie, yeah. uh, was first written in uh, 1516. Okay. Da Vinci died in 1519. Okay. So there's no way that she could read that when as a she child was a kid. and then meet him as an adult. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Huh. Okay. Um, it's cute, though. It's, it is cute. I mean, they took a lot of liberties, obviously, with this. I'm not sure to what extent, but there's no way that I look at Ever After and go, this is an accurate retelling of history. Yeah, that's true. The time yeah, period. Yeah, anybody who does that needs to check how they watch movies it's a just fucking check themselves hey, hey hey sarah was like let's talk about the inaccuracy okay so do it do it i know i'm still right. gonna have my comments oh no, no every for every inaccuracy all right so the prince harry thing or henry not harry he's still alive <laughs> for now 
Um, <laughs> Prince Henry. He dies. So really bad. <laughs> Henri. 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 Because he's French. Henri. Right. Henri. Sorry. Right. Uh, Come on now. Anyway, the time period would be 1540, which is 20 years after the death of Da Vinci. Prince Henri. Henri. Also, I'm still not thoroughly convinced that the terminology of a stroke, like, come on now. Strong? They called everything a. They called everything fucking hysteria back then. That's true. You've got hysteria. Have some cocaine about it. Like, (laughs) come on. You've got spirits in the. (laughs) Spirits. You got ghosts. Have some cocaine about it. It was odd or something. He just called it something different, okay? He said we had ghosts in our blood, and he was talking about electrical impulses of our nerves, okay? He just didn't know what to call it. Yeah, because there's that one one line from the queen who was like, oh, well, sit down here, you're going to have a stroke. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah. When well, did this term stroke how, how come? <laughs> did you Google it? Did you actually Google it? I just Googled it too. I was like, what? The term stroke first appeared in 1968. I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I was like, no, there's no way. No way. Okay. They called everything if hysteria. It was accurate, it would have been called apoplexy. A pop. A p- a Apopaloptic. Apopaloptic. Apoplexy. All right. And the literally just given, referred to any sudden death that began with a sudden loss of consciousness, especially one in which the victim died within a matter of seconds after losing consciousness. That's just my medical brain being like, no, that's not right. That's okay. We, we lear- I, I learned something new today. There you go. Excellent. That's that's. I also I'm learned something that new right now as the thing I learned oh, that the term "stroke" didn't come into effect no, until 1968. <laughs> you can have the stroke one. Okay, because <laughs> I learned that. I was like, I'm pretty sure the term "stroke" wasn't around back in the 1500s. But not. okay. <laughs> Hooray! Okay. We all learned something. Yay. The other historical inaccuracy, and this is a stupid one. Oh God. Uh there were no such thing as left and right shoes until the 1800s. Yes, I did know that. Okay. Oh, was there a left and right shoe? So the, the two shoes are curved for left and right. Oh, okay. Um, oh. But in reality, shoes were made to just fit feet. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. So, it wasn't curved to the foot. It was just there. Yeah. They're like slippers. It's, yeah, exactly. Like slippers. I'm wearing slippers right now. She is. And I always have to look at them to see where the weight of my foot has curved. Them. I know. I have to look at the bottom of mine to be like, oh. Are you left or right? I'm not sure. But now it's gotten to the point with my moccasins that it's like I put it on. I'm like, that's the wrong foot. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, here's one that me and Tasha have actually seen in real life. Uh, when... What's the painting that uh, is his life work? The Mona, Mona Lisa? Lisa. What's the Mona, Mona Lisa. Lisa painted on? Wood, isn't it? Canvas. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it's it? It's painted on wood. It's painted on wood. <gasps> Somebody unscrolls the Mona That's not the right thing. Oh. I forgot about that. I smart. I was <laughs> yeah, like, I isn't are. it painted on wood? It is. Maybe he painted it twice because that one went through water. <laughs> <laughs> this That's one's got water damage. This, this one's, one's cursed. 
<laughs> that that yeah no I could I could see that being a thing. We all float down here, Georgie. <laughs> Georgie. Hi, Georgie. <laughs> There's that. Um, this is totally off topic just because I'm holding the Pennywise stuffed animal in my hand. Um, there's this two sets of pictures where Bill Hader goes up to. Yep. Yep. And, yep. Sa- and was he like, doesn't wow, realize really he can do, do that CGI to make your eyes go sideways. Or like, you know, cross, or... he doesn't realize that he, Ali, or he could actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. In so real he, life. So then he did it. And it like, there's actually a picture of Bill Hader. Being that like, is still Ooh. my favorite. Like the look on his face. He's like, <gasps> horrified. He genuinely thought Pennywise was alive right now. I'm sure in that moment. <laughs> oh, I love that picture so much. Uh, yeah. So, Left and right shoes was eighteen thirty. There's a whole list. This is one of the longest uh, that's lists. Sure. I've that's seen. kind of fun. I like that. Anyways, uh, but anyway, there's a whole other uh, like big notable ones that like. Also, can we talk about the term "gypsies" being used and how it's like a not a very good word to yes. use? And but the thing is, is that's only really been pointed out over the last like ten years. True. Or so. True. Before that, gypsy was very a very stylized word for anybody who just traveled a lot that lifestyle it's only really like i mean i didn't know it was a slur until someone said said that and i was like oh shit my bad like i had no idea Mm -hmm. i just it's you know when you think of like tattoos of gypsy girls and you think of like the fortune tellers being called gypsies in all of like my books when i was younger and stuff like that like you don't even think about it until someone points it out and then you're like well crap by the way that scene where she picks him up Oh yes! I love that scene. You can take anything you carry. I love it. May I have your word on that? And then she picks them up, and they all laugh. And he's like, "Come back! I'll give you a horse." And then she parties with them. Yeah, you know, it's like I love it. I want to party with a Romani traveling gang. (laughs) It's dark. The door has been open for like the past hour, and yet you come now. (laughs) That's because my dumbass dog loves to be like. Well, Late to I the party. Know that it's not an option. I want to do it. <laughs> All right. It's like that Grogu meme where it's like the government tells you not to leave and you're like, well, now I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your house. Well, now I don't want to. <laughs> All right. With back on the gypsies. Yes. Before, before we move yeah. on, Tony, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's but okay. Back on the gypsies thing. There's actually, uh, I think also it depended on where you were located in like at the actual world what that word means to you before it was kind of realized all across the world that it's not a great word yeah and i think that could be why they were using in this because uh interesting story is my mom used to always jokingly tell me when i was a child always she'd say i'd sell you i'll sell you to the gypsies when i was like being bad when you were acting like up that, not like actually bad yeah yeah like not, being not a actually like she wasn't threatening but um kind of side story on that is i didn't know what a gypsy was so in my head it was somebody who wears a nice suit and comes and knocks on your door and just asks if you're selling children (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so wholesome it's like a suited up krampus (laughs) that's so wholesome so i I was afraid of jehovah's witnesses (laughs) (laughs) that was a turn i was not expecting (laughs) i liked where that went wasn't expecting it, and now I, we're there. I told my friend D this story, and then so she went and jokingly said to her kids, I'm going to sell you to the gypsies. And 
her husband, who has grown up in England, was like, you cannot, no, that's not a nice thing to say to your children. So it does have a different, you know, connotation. Because we just, like you said, we've, in um, North America especially, we think of them as, you know, somebody who's mystical and travels. Very, yeah. like, Instagram worthy. Um, in Europe. Uh, is where the the racist part of it kind of comes into play. Oh, in terms of that something. makes yeah. a lot of sense. Like when we went to England and mm-hmm. they were referring to uh, swimmers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of really casual racism over there for sure. Oh, I mean, there's a tons of casual racism here too. Legit, but like, but yeah, like I agree. More obnoxious. It was so bad in France. Oh. It's so bad in France. You don't say. Yeah, I do say. <laughs> All right. Wee wee. Wee wee. I do. It's time for game it's number three. Racist. All right, so it's time for us to play the Awesome Lodge Word Game. Excellent! Well, we're not on a global bashing everybody's yeah, let's racist not... people in their countries, including us. There's racists everywhere. Let's it's face true. It. All right, game number three. Wee! Wee! Uh, It's a game. The Awesome Lodge word game. Uh, So the way this works is Katie's going to have two minutes to get you guys to guess ten movies in a list that I have come up with. Okay. Now, she cannot use any of the words in the title. She cannot use any actor name, director name, or character names. Um... The categories I have for you today are movies based on the Brothers Grimm tales. Okay. Medieval movies. Okay. Movies set in France and 1998 box office topping movies. What are the two you'd want? I don't care. Not helping. Literally, just pick one. Okay, sorry, say that again. Okay, so movies. Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm movies. Medieval. medieval French. France or 1998. I'm going to take Brothers Grimm. I'm scared. I might have just made a bad choice. And I'm going to give Sarah 1998. Wow, you are generous. I like a real challenge. That's fair. Okay. Let's do this, Katie. Katie, are you ready with 1998? What's on the France one? So I'm hoping we'll do it again, and I'd like to try the France one if possible. I, I'm up for doing it uh, for each category because I was kind of sad that those other two categories didn't get picked. I'm <laughs> sorry, okay? Like, all right choices were made i am ready for 1998 box office topping movies okay thank you for burping into the microphone sorry i snuck out i wasn't expecting it i wanted to go talk and a burp came out instead and it kind of hurt okay here we go 1998 sarah you good got a thumbs up sweet audio podcast (laughs) two thumbs up now perfect (laughs) katie are you ready for some charades Verbal charades. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. I also gave it a thumbs up. Yay. I can tell. I saw it in my mind's eye. I could just imagine Katie being like, yay. With a big smile on her face. Yes. Yep. All right. Here we go. Starting in three, two, one, go. This is a boat. It sinks. Titanic. <laughs> okay. So uh, if something is not found, it is lost. And um, we are on Earth, but if we weren't on Earth, we'd be in... Space? Lost in space! Yes. 
This one is a soldier who goes saving Private Ryan. <laughs> this one is um a a person who gets liquid for a sports team. Uh, the water boy. Yes. These are teeny, teeny, tiny little creatures, but this word ends in a Z. Ants? And they're animated. Yes. Ants. Yes. Uh, this, uh, so if you're going very fast, you're in a... Speed? So the time of day when it's bad to drive. Sorry, what? Because you, the time of day when it's bad to drive. Night? Because you can't get home. No, rush hour. Yep. Rush hour. Um. So, uh, blank had a little lamb. Mary. There's something about Mary. And yes. Yes. <laughs> so there's there's a very uh if if it's not a shallow hole it's a very deep. And this is a clap. <laughs> what? Yeah, but my two hands. Impact! Deep impact! <laughs> yes. This, this uh, physician can talk to animals. <gasps> Doctor Doom! Yes. <laughs> and uh, um, the opposite of the hilt of the sword is a tie. I don't know. Bleed. <laughs> Damn it. That's not. <laughs> Are you ready to die? <laughs> I was born ready, motherfucker. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Your face when you figured out deep impact. <laughs> this is a clap. <laughs> Do you clap? <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten that one. <laughs> to be honest. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was great. Good job, Katie. <laughs> Good job, Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, man. I'm proud of everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha, are you ready? Yes, I guess. For the Brothers Grimm. Uh, I'm kind of scared, actually. <laughs> Katie, are you ready? Wait, how many did I get? Nine. Nine. Out of ten. Sweet. Nine. Yeah, Blade was the last one. Awesome. With cool. five seconds left, Katie started that oh, one. Oh, damn. Like... Yeah. yeah. That's okay. We did it. Okay. That's 90%. We did it! Yeah. Alright. Here Natasha, we go. Let's do this. All right. Starting in three, two, one, go. What category is this? Brothers Grimm. Yes. <laughs> uh, so if these two found a gingerbread house, Hansel and Gretel, but then they started going after in a, in a dark world, they started going after the thing that tried to kill them. The witch? So they became uh, hunters. Uh, uh, Put it all together. Yes. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunter? Yes. Okay. Yes. This is a musical. Oh, good lord. It's uh, got a lot of characters in it. Beauty and the Beast. Everybody's in this. Everybody's in this. Um, and it's no uh, a dark musical. I know. <laughs> um, there's there's uh, a giant. There's uh, the story we just watched is one of the stories, but then there's also... Um, a beanstalk, and it's all a musical, and it's more recent. And okay, I got nothing. There's can we a skip? Can we come back? That's another word for forest. Trees. Word for forest. Oh, I know this one. I, I, I don't know. Can we skip uh, and come back? Okay. You. Okay. Yes. Um. This one uh, happens with a kiss, 
And there's a transformation because of the kiss into an animal. Oh, uh, Princess and the Frog. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, this one is about a girl with a red hood. Little red hood. And it's a crime. It's a crime in this version. And uh, when when somebody doesn't uh, got tricked, they've been hoodwinked. Yeah. Yes. Come um, on. Okay, so this one has seven dwarves, and the guy who tried to kill the princess that oh, went the found the dwarves. It's no way than the huntsman. Yeah. That's time. Ah, crap. Uh, that was hard. Into the woods. Into the I woods. I haven't seen Into the Woods. I don't even know what it's you about. You don't need to. I don't even look. I have. You don't need no, to. It's, All right, it's fine. You don't need Snow to. Snow White and the Huntsman was the last one. We didn't get to a Cinderella story. Damn it! Red Riding Hood, Tangled, and Maleficent were well, Maleficent. Left. That one. Words are hard. Where that was a lot harder this one than gets I thought tricky. it was going to be. It, it gets tricky because, like, Hansel and Gretel, it's like, you got Hansel and Gretel right away. And I was like, okay, now I have to get her to say the end of that. <laughs> I know. Those, those ones are hardest when you're title. trying to get other people to guess. And it's yeah. like, yes, keep going. And they're, they they always remember the beginning, but they can never remember the end. So then you have to, like, give trying... feed it to them. Yeah. that That's why when you picked it, I was like, that was brave. So you guys want to do the other categories Thanks. as well? Yeah. I'm, in, I'm, I'm up for it. Sure. All right, Sarah. I'll do All Medieval. Right. You ready for medieval then? Sure. She's gonna kick my ass again. Are you sure? We're here for an encore. Oh. <laughs> All right. Here you have we a go. lot more faith in me, and I appreciate medieval. It. Yeah. Okay. So uh, starting in three. This one. Hold on. Oh. I gotta count you in. Sorry, I had a moment where I wanted to make sure I didn't double so up. Ready. Yeah, you're so ready. Starting in three, <laughs> so two, ready. one, go. A Knight's um, Tale. This yes. Is a, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, literally this is one. a medieval character that is very famous. Lots of people know King Arthur. This is he steals from the rich. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And, yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> You're but welcome. Then what you just said was correct for number three. King so Arthur. Yep. King Arthur. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I get you to say this one. Um, it's a flower? Can I get oh, okay. a visual cue, please, Tony? <laughs> there's okay, Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. Fuck. Pardon? A comedy group. Oops, sorry. Did a medieval movie. That was me. And this comedy group was called... There's a snake. Uh, how do you know she's a witch? Oh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Because yes. She... <laughs> okay, so, uh, where does King Arthur live? Um, Camelot. Okay, yes. And if we wanted to find it, we would be on a... Quest, Camelot, quest for Camelot. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh... Uh, a, a tree is also the name of this, but a very little person who saved a little princess. Um, that was a child that just sort of fell into his lap. Um, he, uh, it's uh, okay. The tree is like got its leaves hanging down. Willow. Yes. Um, this one is uh. So what a king rules is his kingdom. 
And of heaven? Uh, yes. The, yes. Um, <laughs> so this is a bird and also Time. royalty. A bird and also royalty. A swan princess. Okay. I love the swan princess. I'm glad that you got my lady hawk visual too. <laughs> I'm sorry that I knocked the thing. Off. Oh, yeah, you gave Natasha hoodwinked as a visual cue, and I was like, "Come on, <laughs> kid! Did you see how much I was struggling?" Yes, though? it's true. Like I needed every help I, I could. I can also do really well at charades. I know, I know but the, it was you know funny. What? That's the one thing I that hate was good. About doing like, I, uh, Katie, I gave her a visual cue, and I just essentially made boobs on myself, and then. <laughs> Flapped my arms like wings for Lady Hawk. <laughs> it was great. I was looking at that and I was like, I don't know how we're getting there. Lady Hawk is a ladybug, not a flower. I don't know where I'm coming from here. Yeah, it's all good. That's fine. <laughs> Natasha's gonna win this one. No, I don't. I'm pretty. You got sure eight. I'm okay. I did. You got. Eight. You got eight. You got a night's tale before any clues were said. <laughs> That's like literally the only medieval movie I could think of right off the bat. <laughs> Like, and it it's got to be one of them. It's literally number one. Go ship. <laughs> <laughs> Canonically, that's my favorite movie, apparently. All right. Tasha, are you ready for another trip to France? Yes. Please, God. I want to go to France so bad. All right. Katie, are you ready to Bye. take us to France? I loved France. Okay. I'm kind of ready. Here we go. Starting in three, I'm two, glad you do, I don't. one, go. Do you hear the people uh, singing, singing yes. the songs of me? Um, and when the, the both hands of the clock are pointing straight up, and it's dark outside, it is midnight. And if you were midnight in the France, yes. In, um, these uh, wow. tri- tr- uh, th- these four people are uh, guards for the, the three musketeers. Canadian yes. <laughs> um. Okay. This these four people. Guy lives in a church. Priest? And he's Monk? deformed. Oh, Hunchback and Notre Dame. Yes. And the, um, these two people have similar names and cook. Uh, Julia and Julie? Um, or Julie and Julia? Yes. Yes. Um, so if somebody lives in the United States, they are a... U.S. citizen? American. Uh, mm-hmm. Also known as a... American. And if they were in that city, they'd be... What? American. So, a big city in France. If they were in it, they would be a Parisian. Okay, American. American is the word. Okay. Yeah, and they are in. Where are they? Paris. Yes. Put it all together. American Paris. American in in Paris. Paris. I know. Okay. All right. American in Paris. (laughs) Jean Kelly. What about what about the the queen? The queen you're thinking about. The queen that you're thinking about when you think of France. What's her name? Oh, good lord, I have Everything no idea. Oh, uh, Marie Antoinette. Yes. Yes. Um, this is a rat, and it cooks. Uh, a, a ratatouille. Yes. Sounds like ratatouille. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if you could look at, uh, so if I was sticking my tongue out, I would be making a face. at you. A funny face? It would be a... Yes. Yes. Um, you already said this one? Yeah, it's in there twice. I just realized it. Julie and Julia's in the list twice. <laughs> I would have sat there being like, oh, well, it's not that one, because I, I said that, That's that why one. I had a moment where I stopped on when I was looking at medieval movies, because my brain was like, there's something wrong here, and I couldn't figure out what it was. It's Julie and Julia. We're five and ten on the movies in France. How far did I get? You got nine. Oh, shit. I'm surprised. I didn't think that would go as well. 
What? No, you smoked me the first time. You... I don't get the crown. You smoked me on the official one. Besides, I think you guys just have fun doing these. Yeah. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I saw it like three before uh, when you were on Maria Antoinette. I'm like, oh shit, Julie and Julie is in there. And I was trying to figure out another one off the top of my head. Yeah, but sh- Anyways. And I came up if with I one just as we- I would have been so confused. I what came one up did with you come up with? An American werewolf in Paris. <laughs> but then I was like, I was about to type it and I'm like, Tasha struggled with an American in Paris. I can't imagine an American werewolf in Paris. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> he, he now howls at the moon. <laughs> Which is the sequel to An American Werewolf in London. It's very true. Alright, so uh, let's talk about the ending of Ever After. Where the evil stepmom and the, the bratty sister get their comeuppance. Y'all. Yas. <laughs> I love it. You know what, though? It's a nicer ending than the Brothers the Grimm actual, version. Yeah. Which is having her feet forced into, like, metal clogs that were heated up and danced until she died. Didn't one of them, like, one of the sisters, like, cut her heel off to fit into the shoe? Yes, they cut their toes off to try, and bits of their heel to try and fit yeah. their feet into the shoe at, at the bequest of their mother. Yes. I can't even imagine that. Like, you would die of sepsis you would die of a lot of I mean, things you, die of a lot of things. you, die you would of probably blood bleed blood. out first That's before true. the sepsis probably set in ways to die at that time period of time you could just cough and die it's true it's you could just be blood. riding a horse you away could have an apopoly yes what you're having a all right hold on arms yeah we're good I still can't play piano. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, that was... I, I referenced my dad. Uh, so, anyway. Like, why am I putting my arms up? Oh, right. <laughs> Lift your arms and stick your tongue out. Make sure you're not having a strong. A strong. I'm not having... Do you, no need to call the bondulants. <laughs> I'm not having a strong. Bring out your dad. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this has just developed. That's my leg. I'm sorry. I was the one I was the one that knocked off and made the loud noise. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Okay. So anyway, I like actually how this ends, and I do like the grace ish that she has when she's like, "Oh, I'll just make you suffer the way you made me suffer." Yeah. 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 Show them the same courtesy that they showed me. Also, that was a really quick wedding. Right? Like, you would have thought that, like, the prince's wedding would have been, like, a long to-do with a really long engagement period, because that's just how shit rolls. So I was really... I, true. Oh! Yep. I, I made up a whole story in my head that they were deliberately keeping it from the stepmom and the stepmother. But they literally made a point that, like, the stepsister and the mom asked the other stepsister, like, basically, like, it happened yesterday. Well, that's you true. know... If he'd are, if they'd already had the church set up for a wedding, everyone's already in town. You know, they they could have easily just gone back. <laughs> I know, but like, okay, like the the reason that conspiracy theorists are probably like wrong is because you can't get twelve people in the same room to work at something and keep it secret. Like, have you ever tried to lead group projects? Like, they fail. That's true. Okay. However, 
We are dealing with a king and queen. Somebody is going to talk to a servant who's going to talk to a servant who's going to get there. Loose lips, sink ships. Hold on. My point is, the king could say, if anyone tells these two about it, Mm. I will cut your head off. Okay, but like, how would they figure out who told them then? Like, the servants wouldn't give a shit. They're going to be like, well, they're not going to be able to pinpoint who told what. I'll just say someone else told me. Well, actually, if you think of who those people surround themselves with in this conspiracy theory, they are surrounded by her friends. Like they, they hate, they hate the stepmom and the step. I would have loved to have like. It's a surprise party, basically, but we're gonna just roast them. Maybe it happened like that morning, and everybody was there for like the announcement later or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of like I was like, wow, that's that's really fast. It is really fast. But I did, like, I've got to point out my namesake right now. The actress who played the Spanish princess. Like, props to you, girl, because, like, that, that was, was great. ugly crying. That crying lives rent-free in my head sometimes. Like, if I'm crying, I think about the Spanish princess crying, and it's like, ah, 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 like, she's dying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I and love it too much. But at that point where they like cry so hard that they just make like these squawks, awful squawking. Cause you're just like, I mean, everybody I know has done that to you. Like I have done that. Yep. And I don't cry a lot. <laughs> I know I'm surrounded by criers. I cry a lot. I don't. Way to push us in front of the bus. I love you though. I'm the one driving the bus, so I'm going to stop. You know what? We're going to just go cry about it. <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up here. This has been another episode of Good Night Internet. No ratings, no, no ratings nothing. Whatsoever. No whatsoever. Mic drop. <laughs> How many times have we done that tonight? You Maybe. and me saying the same thing at the yep. same time? A lot. A lot. All right. So uh, let's go with one thing I learned. Uh, so one thing I learned during my research was that Da Vinci died in 1519. And now that... That was a nice little tidbit. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I like that. So that's one thing I learned while doing my research. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, what's one thing you learned? I learned that the term stroke didn't come into use until 1968. Nice. We're learning lots tonight, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I learned that it previously was called apoplexy. Nice. Which referred to anybody who suddenly just keeled over and died. So, Katie, you're free to use the shoe thing because Tasha was going to use that, but then instead used the... I did. I said that was interesting. I said right from the get-go I was going to use the apoplexy because I Googled it. Okay. Uh, Katie, what, what's one thing you learned? I, I'm going to use the shoe thing. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a time when there wasn't um, each foot having... Natasha knew shoe. that. That's not something she learned. She said she knew that. No, I didn't know that. I though. didn't know that. So I, I thought that. you said you did know that. No, no, there was something else you said that I did know. One of the historical inaccuracies. Oh, was uh, like, the wood. We will, for we will insert uh. after after the fact. Tony, can you go back and insert the little conversation that was had around that just to clear this up? <laughs> they put the like a little rewind <laughs> scritch of like just a re- refresh before. Sorry. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see how I'm feeling while I'm editing. <laughs> This is Tony while recording, and I really don't want to grab that audio clip. 
Uh, or if I, when I hear it while we're going, if I remember to grab that audio <laughs> clip so I don't have to go back and find Previously, it. Previously, yeah. <laughs> such and such, Natasha said the following. Oh, I totally knew that. <laughs> uh, all right. And so with that, it's time for ratings. So, Natasha, you're technically the one to put this one forward. So, Did I really? Yeah. Shit. Is this I, from, like, that giant list I gave you, like, eons ago? No, I told you I need to do a movie that starts with letter E. You looked at our bookcase and said, what about Ever After? And I was like, okay, done. Cool. <laughs> That's why I said technically you're the one who put, right. put it all I'm going to give this like a three and a half out of five. Um, overall, I enjoy the story very much. I love Miss Drew Barrymore. She is, um, she's a darling. She is a darling. She's a darling. And I love her um, using like social media being like, hey, cats and dolls or whatever she said online. She's so cute. Oh my gosh, adorable. Um, And there's a lot of nostalgia. And obviously I talked about my enemies to lovers trope and why I think like some of that kind of plays into why people like this movie a lot. However, uh, I also will say that I enjoyed the soundtrack only because I barely noticed that it was there, which is usually an indicator of a great soundtrack because it doesn't take or add like it doesn't take anything away it also doesn't necessarily overshadow the rest of the movie uh the only reason why i kind of give it a little bit lower is it's historical inaccuracies because those would have been relative like they could have picked another book there's Mm -hmm. tons of philosophy books they could have picked another one like philosophy books and and the stroke now that you pointed it out like them saying like oh you'll have a stroke like that kind of sit down or you'll have a stroke yeah you know it's just some of those like that could have been changed to something else like there's another line i found uh while we were talking i was looking them up uh at one point they say he's he's got money to burn but at that point money was coin yeah you can't burn coin Mm. you can but like so that like turn of phrase interesting okay see but those are sloppy mistakes that could have been caught by somebody who could look at these things because obviously they've got designs in terms of like costume designing to make things fairly appropriate for the time period that was very french designs that minus the body glitter minus the body glitter and all that stuff and but like at the end of the day like having a masquerade and some of those costumes that were there were very on point for like it's very (sighs) just relish in the wings for a second oh, like so the wings yes sorry okay no no continue that's okay. um yeah but i just kind of take away from it from its historical inaccuracies um katie's comment about him not changing um and yeah i just the way i kind of feel about it now is i like it i like sitting down and watching it it's kind of like a ethereal fairy tale and i enjoy it three and a half all right sarah go <sighs> I would also give it a three and a half for everything that Natasha said. Because <laughs> eh. we are basically almost the same person. We're like this trifecta of like those, is it Vienna diagrams? Venn. Venn diagrams? Is that what those are? I don't know. Yeah. English is not my first language. V-E-N-N. Okay. Venn. I thought they were Vienna. I don't know why. French is actually That's a town in language. Austria, but okay. Yes. And it's also sausages. And sausages. And sausages. <laughs> and sausages. Anyways, yeah, no, sorry. Yes. English is hard. Yes. It is the hardest language on earth to learn. Yes. Just saying. So you have nothing to add to it? You're just like, everything Tasha said. Yes. Cool. Because I'm Katie. very tired. <laughs> Katie, what would you rate? I'm going to give it a higher rating. I'm going to give it a four. Because um, I hear you on the historical inaccuracies and i hear you on the he doesn't quite change the way that we all want him to um but 
I'm also going to say this is a great movie for teenage girls to watch, and I think they should because mm. she's a like she's a, a badass girl who just like speaks her mind, and it's a fun love story that has actual relationship development. Yes, only a few over a few days, but still, it has like their relationship develops over the time, and mm. it's not like she's just smitten with him immediately. It feels more organic. Love, yeah, yeah. And so I think every teenage girl should watch this movie. So I'm going to give it a four. You know what? I'm going to give it a 4.5 for teenage girls. Hashtag Mr. Darcy for life. Sorry. Yes. I agree with Katie. I give it a four and it's because it's got everything. (laughs) This movie has everything. everything. (laughs) It's got boats for shoes. It's got flying machines. It's It's got got romance and powerful women and Bad Body glitter, girls, and beautiful and fairy a wings, pig. and a travel pig, and a, yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, my Stefan mo- moment aside, I love the costuming in this. Uh, I may point out the historical inaccuracies, but it's like they're—it's just—it's trivial shit. Realistically, but they—it's like the soundtrack of Lady Hawk just kills me. <laughs> love the concept, like of the Lady soundtrack Hawk. of Untouchables for me, where Lady it's like, yeah, let's have this like detective synth. movie with hardcore synth. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it's like I feel like the soundtrack's great. The costume design is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love uh Angelica Houston as oh, the villain, so Drew Barrymore so as the strong female lead. And she's actually a strong female lead. Like, yeah. did you see her lift that dude? Like, yes. She just, she was like, this yeah. guy's mine. Let's go. Bye, bitches. Physically strong. Physically strong. Emotionally strong. Considering what she's been through. <laughs> and I just, I think of all the tellings of Cinderella. It's definitely one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. yeah. If I'd not agree. my favorite. And Cinder- the Cinderella story has been told so many fucking times. But I feel like this one does justice yes mm. i agree it's different enough that you don't necessarily know what beat is about to happen which is kind of nice so it's like unpredictable in that sense but also stays true enough to the source material that you understand where it's from and there's one moment in this that i love that we didn't really talk about too much and i feel like i'm about to set off a tangent Uh oh so no i know we're right here. by the end and but it's when she frees herself from the douchebag evil dude with a mustache. I know. She rescued her damn self. She rescues herself. Yeah. And he shows up just in time for her to be walking out. But that's literally like the point of Danielle as a character. She is that strong female lead. She doesn't need no man to save her. Like, mm-hmm. yes. That's what I said. Yeah, you yeah. did. And I, I love that scene. And we didn't really t- touch on like that because it's like arc. right near the end and mm-hmm. it's really only like overall like less than a minute but it's such a like a subtle moment that stays true to character that stays so true to character and like just is solid gold and it is it is true to the time too because he's like i own you and she's like i belong to nobody and it's like it is at that time where women especially orphaned women as you were saying mm-hmm. are viewed as less than like women are viewed as property yeah right unless they're so married. unless they're married but even then when they're married it's they're like, still property but at least if they are widows then they can own property yes. their husband's property because they were married yeah they're part of the property now yeah, yeah. no um, I, lo- I love that part yeah and so for me it's a yeah. four 
Uh, which brings all our totals together, by the way, to a 15 out of 20, which is 75%. I had a point to follow up with your scene, and I apologize, and you can put this in later. Uh, basically, what I was going to say is I like that they had her save herself, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it meant that Prince Henry couldn't absolve himself of his wrongdoings by saving her, that he yeah. actually had to genuinely apologize and make amends with her. It wasn't like this unspoken forgiveness because he came in and saved her on a white horse. She was with him because she loved him, not because she of wanted fight. to be there. Right. And she wanted to be there and she could leave if she wanted to. Yeah, but she had she her choice. Yeah. And that that it's it gave her agency. Right Wh- at the very in a time end. period that women didn't really have agency. Yeah. So Yeah. Which is a really cool way to end it. But this has been another episode of Flix X-Raid, and Tash has already done the outro, so night, guys. I mean, Bye! Uh, I'd like to say a special thank you to my co-host, the spoiled, selfish cow, Katie. She's not a spoiled, selfish cow. Stop saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's a very sweet, loving cow. It's okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're not a cow. I would like to say goodbye to the now ugly crying princess because she's defending me. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. And uh, also, a uh, special thank you to Sarah, who, by the way, you, you still have a bee in your dress. Eh. <laughs> Too tired to care now. Too tired to care. I've been your host, the ill-educated thief, Tony. Good night, internet. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Flix X-Ray. If you've not already, please subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you feel up to it, why not give us a review too? We'd love it. For this episode's show notes, please check out the episode page at our website, FlixXRaid.com, and follow us on social media at the handle at FlixXRaid. If you'd like to sh- support the show, check out our merch on redbubble.com slash FlixXRaid, or you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash FlixXRaid. Good night, internet. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, why don't you give this podcast a try? Movies are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. (coughs) I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube! For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today! Or we'll blow up your planet!